it's Nudie, and welcome back to Reading Books with Nudie, Spooky Edition. I'm kidding, we'll have our regular spooky music today along with our spooky story and spooky jingle. Why is there so much spooky in my script today? Oh, I remember. Because it is part one of our spooky episode on the podcast. Fave book week one came out yesterday. The first fave book recommended. Um, if you listen to it, I hope you. Oops. I hope you liked the book that I recommended. Um, and you know you can look it up, see what it's like, and then. Um, so this one, this episode is coming out one week before Halloween. The next episode will come out one day after Halloween. And then this week, between this episode and next episode, it, there's going to be a fave song on Thursday. Um, what day is Thursday? 25, 26, 27th. Uh, October 27th. All right. So today we'll be reading The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving, retold by Anne Collins. Ready? Here we go. It's divided into one, two, three, four chapters today. Today. In in total, there's seven. So, number one, The Ghost of the Soldier. On the eastern bank of the Great Hudson River in North America, there is a small town. Its name is Terrytown. Once the town had a different name, why did it change? This is the reason. Wives often sent their husbands to the market in the town to buy and sell things. Come back quickly, the wives always said. But the husbands never returned home quickly. They stayed or tarried in the town, and they drank beer at the inns there. So people started to call the place Terrytown. About two miles from Terrytown is a little hollow or valley between some high hills. A small river runs through this valley. The valley is a very peaceful place. Everyone who goes there soon feels peaceful. They quickly forget their troubles. And anyone who lives there always feels sleepy. Because of this strange peaceful feeling, the valley is called Sleepy Hollow. Dutch settlers first came to Sleepy Hollow early in the 17th century. They made their homes there. But before the Dutch people came, Native Americans had lived there. These people believed in many different spirits. Perhaps these spirits made Sleepy Hollow a strange and mysterious place. But there is something very strange about the people who lived in Sleepy Hollow in the early years of the 19th century. They were as peaceful and as sleepy as the valley itself. They believed strongly in God, but they also believed very strongly in ghosts and spirits. They often saw strange things at night. They often heard music in the forest when nobody else was there. There were many stories about ghosts and spirits in Sleepy Hollow and the area near it. The most famous of these stories was about the ghost of a man on a horse. Lots of people saw the man, that is what they said. He rode a huge black horse as fast as the wind. He was always seen late at night, and there was something even more terrible about him. He had no head! So the people who lived in the area called him the Headless Horseman. Many people had seen the Headless Horseman late at night. He rode in Sleepy Hollow, and he also traveled on the other roads in the area. He was often seen near a small church a few miles from the valley. Who was this Headless Horseman? Nobody really knew, but some people told a story about him. 
the headless horseman is the ghost of a soldier, they said. This soldier was killed in the war between Britain and the American colony. There was a terrible battle in this area. In this battle, the soldier's head was shot off by a cannonball from a British gun. His body was taken to a little church near the battlefield, these people continued. It was buried in the graveyard next to the church, but his head still lies somewhere on the battlefield. Every night, the horseman rides back to the battlefield to look for his head, but he never finds it, and he always has to return to the graveyard before dawn. All ghosts have to go back to their graves before the daylight comes, and the headless horseman is always in a hurry because he's always late. That's why he rides so fast. Number two, the schoolmaster, or chapter two, I guess. The schoolmaster of Sleepy Hollow was a man named Ichabod Crane. Remember in those times they had one school for all the kids and there was one teacher for all the kids, all the grades, you know? So this is the schoolmaster. His name was a good one because he looked like the kind of bird which is called a crane. He was very tall and thin with narrow shoulders and long arms and legs. His head was small and very flat on the top. He had huge ears. Stupid mosquito. He had huge ears, large green eyes, and a very long nose. He was not handsome at all. Ichabod's clothes did not fit him well. They were loose and they flapped in the wind. So when he walked, the schoolmaster looked very strange. The school was a low building with one large room, and Ichabod was the only teacher there. This schoolhouse stood by itself at the bottom of the valley. The hills around it were covered with trees. A small river ran near the schoolhouse. On summer days, the windows of the schoolhouse were always open. Anyone who passed could hear Ichabod's pupils saying their lessons in sleepy voices. When lessons had finished for the day, Ichabod often went home with one of the children. Some boys and girls had pretty older sisters. Ichabod liked young pretty ladies. And some of his pupils had mothers who were good cooks. Ichabod liked to go home with these children most of all. Ichabod was very thin, but he ate a huge amount of food. He loved talking about food and he loved thinking about food. Most of all, he loved eating it. Ichabod loved food, but he loved singing too. He taught a group of young people to sing psalms, religious songs. Once a week, the group met for psalm singing lessons. And every Sunday, Ichabod stood with his pupils in the church in the valley and sang psalms with them. Ichabod had a good life. He did not earn very much money from teaching. He could not buy a house of his own. So he stayed at the houses of different farmers in the area. He stayed with each farmer for a week. Each week, a farmer gave the schoolmaster a bed to sleep in and food to eat. And Ichabod helped the farmers with the work on their farms. He mended fences, he took water to the horses, he cut wood for the farmers' fires. Sometimes he helped the farmers' wives to look after their children. The farmers' wives were always happy to see Ichabod. They often invited him to eat. They made delicious cakes for him. The young women of the area liked Ichabod too. Sometimes he took walks with them or read them funny stories. They smiled at him whenever they met him. All the people of Sleepy Hollow respected Ichabod Crane because he was a schoolmaster. He was clever. He worked with his mind, not with his hands. He's a very intelligent man, everyone said. Most of the people in the valley could not read or write, but Ichabod could read, so he was an important man in the area. Ichabod Crane believed in God, but he also believed very strongly in ghosts and spirits. 
On summer evenings, after lessons had finished, he often lay on the grass beside the small river. He lay on the warm grass and read his favorite book. It was a book about ghosts. Ichabod loved the stories in this book, but they frightened him. He believed everything that he read in them. He often read the book until the sky was dark. Then he could no longer see the pages, so he stopped reading. But then he had to walk back in the dark to the farmhouse where he was staying. A forest covered a large part of the area. Often, Ichabod had to walk through the forest to get to the farmhouse. These walks in the dark were terrible for him. He saw ghosts and spirits all around him. The branches of the trees looked like ghostly hands, and they were all trying to grab him. And there were strange noises in the forest at night. They were really the noises of animals and birds in the trees. But to Ichabod, they were the sounds of evil spirits. Sometimes his heart beat fast with fear and his legs would not move. This is terrible, he thought whenever this happened. There are evil spirits here. They're hiding in the trees and they want to take me away with them. What can I do? I'll sing a psalm. Then the spirits won't be able to hurt me. So Ichabod often sang a psalm as he walked through the dark forest. I'm not afraid of ghosts or evil spirits of the night. God will always lead me from the darkness to the light. The people of Sleepy Hollow often sat outside the doors of their houses in the evenings. They heard the sound of Ichabod's strange high voice as he passed their homes. What's that strange noise? they asked each other. Is it a spirit? No, it's only Ichabod Crane. He's singing as he walks home from the forest. On winter evenings, Ichabod sometimes sat with the old women of Sleepy Hollow. He sat by their kitchen fires with them, eating apples and listening to their wonderful ghost stories. Ichabod's favorite ghost stories were about the Headless Horseman. But when he had to walk home through the forest in the dark winter night, he tried to forget about the stories. He was even more frightened than in the summer. Does the terrible horseman only travel on the roads? He asked himself. Or does he haunt the forest too? On those dark nights, Ichabod saw the horseman in every shadow. He heard the noise of the huge black horse in every sound. Chapter 3 Ichabod and Katrina One day, a new pupil joined Ichabod's group of psalm singers. Her name was Katrina Van Tassel and she was the daughter of Baltus Van Tassel, an old farmer. Baltus Van Tassel's farm was a few miles from Sleepy Hollow. Katrina was 18 years old, and she was very beautiful. She had golden blonde hair, and she liked wearing pretty clothes. All the young men in the area admired Katrina, and Katrina knew this. She enjoyed this admiration very much. Katrina is a very pretty girl, said the people of the area. Her skirts are too short now, but one day she will be a good wife for somebody. Her husband will be a very lucky man. He will marry Katrina, and he'll get her father's farm too. Katrina was Baltus Van Tassel's only child. She had no brothers or sisters, so when her parents died, Katrina was going to inherit the farm. The land and everything on it was going to be hers. One day she was going to be rich. Ichabod Crane liked women. But when he first met Katrina, he forgot about all other women. Soon after he met Katrina, Ichabod visited the Van Tassel's farmhouse. It stood in a wide grassy place on the bank of the Hudson River. As Ichabod rode up to the farmhouse, he saw cows, geese, ducks, turkeys, and hens. They all looked very fat and healthy. 
At once, Ichabod began to feel hungry. He thought about huge and wonderful dinners. Those chickens will taste delicious when they are cooked, he thought. And those geese and turkeys will be wonderful in pies. And the ducks will be very good with onions. Then Ichabod looked at all the land which belonged to the farm. He saw fields of golden corn. He saw hundreds of fruit trees, their branches covered with ripe fruit. And when Ichabod saw all these things, he started dreaming about his future life. This place is perfect, he said to himself. If I marry Katrina, I'll have an easy life. I won't have to work. There'll be lots of delicious food all the time. Katrina will take good care of me. I'll be very comfortable here with her and our children. Perhaps we'll sell the farm one day, he thought. We'll get a lot of money and then we'll travel to another part of America. Ichabod was happy, and when he entered the farmhouse, he felt even happier. The kitchen was large, warm, and comfortable. There was a wonderful smell of food. There were large baskets full of fruit and vegetables ready for cooking. In the living room, the fine wooden furniture shone in the sunlight. The cupboards were full of silver plates and china dishes. From that time, Ichabod thought day and night about Katrina. I must marry her, he said to himself. There's a wonderful life waiting for me on that farm. Chapter 4. Brom Bones But there was a problem for Ichabod. All the young men from the area admired Katrina, and there was one young man who admired her very much. He wanted to marry her too. This man's name was Brom Bones. Brom Bones was very different from Ichabod. He was tall and handsome, his body was big and strong, and he had short black curly hair. He was a very brave young man, and he was an excellent horse rider. He often rode in horse races and he always won them. Brom Bones was not afraid of anybody or anything. He was the leader of a group of young men. These young men admired Brom and they rode with him everywhere. Sometimes the people of the area heard the sounds of horses on the road late at night. That's Brom Bones and his friends, they said to each other. Brom Bones enjoyed playing tricks on people. He was not a bad man, but he liked to have fun. Brom Bones often went to Baltus Van Tassel's farm to see Katrina. When other young men from the area saw Brom's host outside the Van Tassel's farmhouse, they smiled sadly. Now Katrina won't speak to us, they said. Brom will win her love easily, and we don't want to fight with Brom. So everybody else stopped trying to win Katrina's love. Everybody, except Ichabod Crane. Ichabod was not worried about Brom Bones and his visits to Katrina. He started to visit her himself. And when the schoolmaster came to the house, Katrina's father smoked his pipe happily. Her mother sang while she did her work. They both smiled when Ichabod took walks with Katrina, or when he sat and talked with her outside the house. All the Van Tassels were happy. But when Brom Bones heard about Ichabod's visits to Katrina, he was not happy. What? he shouted. Is that ugly schoolmaster visiting Katrina? I'll fight him. I'll knock him down and put him on a shelf in his own schoolhouse. But Ichabod did not want to fight Brom. Brom was very strong and he could win any fight easily. Ichabod knew that. So the schoolmaster stayed away from Brom. This made Brom even angrier. I can't fight him with my hands because he won't come near me, Brom said. So I'll try another way of fighting him. 
He started playing tricks on the schoolmaster. First, Brahm and his friends got into Ichabod's schoolhouse one night. They moved all the furniture around. Ichabod was very frightened the next day. An evil spirit did this, he said. Next, Brahm taught his dog to make a terrible noise. Then he waited outside the schoolhouse with the animal. Whenever Ichabod sang, the dog made this terrible noise. All Ichabod's pupils laughed. One fine autumn afternoon, Ichabod was in the schoolhouse with his pupils. Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. When Ichabod opened it, he saw one of Balta's Van Tassel's servants outside. "'You are invited to a party tonight at the Van Tassel farm,' said the servant. "'Will you come?' "'Oh, yes,' said Ichabod. He was very happy and excited. He also felt very important. Katrina's parents had asked him to a party, so they really did like him. They wanted him to marry their daughter. That was good. And he was going to see Katrina at the party. He sent his pupils home an hour early that day. They were very surprised by this. It had never happened before. And we're going to leave it there for today. What do you think so far? I like this story because it's kind of spooky, but not totally spooky. Uh, it's pretty cool. And that's our signal for today's poem, not jingle. Today we're reading a spooky poem. It's called Halloween Fun by Ada Clark. Ready? Here we go. We like to go on Halloween all up and down our street. Dressed up like ghosts and witches bad and frighten those we meet. I like the lively jack-o'-lanterns that wink and blink at me. The screeching bats and creeping cats are funny as can be. I like to eat the pumpkin pies that mother makes yum-yum. Oh, I'm so very glad each year when Halloween has come. That's cool. So what's your... Do you celebrate Halloween, first of all? If you do... What's your costume this year, if you dress up? Because some people celebrate Halloween, but don't dress up. I don't celebrate Halloween. Instead, this year, I'm going to be at a camp, which I'm so excited for. And, yeah. Alright, so we'll hear another one of those next week. And guys, remember, if you have the time and can, please leave a review or rating, even wherever you get this podcast. I got a review on Apple Podcasts the other day. So, Violin Girl 4328, when I saw your review, it totally made my day. I mean, it was just like, wow, thank you so much. Did you know I want to start violin lessons soon? Not, I'm not sure when, though, but for now, I play piano, as you've heard on the fave episodes. <laughs> Cuber some thanks to Epidemic Sound for the songs and sound we heard today, and to We Are Teachers for today's poem. We'll see you next week, guys, for part two. Now I have to record fave song for next week, and we'll be set for recording today. Onwards and forwards, as the troops said to Caesar. No, what was it they said? Conquer and divide or something like that? <laughs>